Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Oh, hey, Todd. Dr. Wiggle. Fancy meeting you here. There you are. <laughs> I come in your office, and here you are. Let's talk about emotional maturity. Let's do. As, as we just when you when you decided that we this we're gonna, what we're going to do today, yeah, I just heard all my friends and a lot of maybe exes just <laughs> laughing <laughs> that I would be talking about emotional maturity. I was going to ask you how emotionally mature do you think I am? <laughs> Scale of one to ten. Actually, I actually think you do pretty well. I know your wife though. <laughs> I know your wife and and She's far uh, more emotionally mature than I am. Very. <laughs> But I don't see you running afoul of her very often, so I'm gonna I'm gonna posit that you're doing all right. But you're sort of implying that a lot of your friends and exes they may would disagree that I should disagree. even do this podcast. You have and zero authority. I'll to, go to ahead and this. exercise my right to disagree with them and do okay. this podcast. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> it's gonna be like a good country western song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so let's let's kind of give a rough definition of how would you define emotional maturity. I think it's um, a person's ability to understand their emotions and um, act responsibly around theirs and others' emotional mm. experience. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I, 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 I've looked at a few, you know, researchy definitions out there, but that's one that I've kind of Frankenstein together. So one's ability to understand your own emotional experience, the emotional experience of others, and to act fairly maturely and responsibly mm-hmm. within that. I like that. Acting responsibly in in relation to your emotions and the emotions of other people. Yeah. I think that, I mean, the, a precondition is sort of you have to understand something about right. emotions. But mm-hmm. yeah, I see the essential part is that. Because when you think I about. I don't think you can be mature without being emotionally intelligent. In, in some, mm, that's a good way to put it. I, I don't think that's possible. Right. You don't yeah. have to be an emotional genius, but you, you have to kind of have some self-awareness about your emotions and kind of have thought yeah. about them and reflected on them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And understand a little bit about how they work. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I sort of think about this as, it, like obviously kids, little kids, of which I have three, <laughs> lack a lot of emotional maturity, understandably, right? Mm-hmm. They get mad and they just throw a tantrum, right? Mm-hmm. Which is not the most responsible thing to do, right? A mature <laughs> thing to do. Not the most mature thing to do. Right, you sort of like, talk about it in a respectful, reasonable way and kind of work through it, you know. But no, they just like throw a tantrum or start screaming or throw something or, right? And so what this suggests is they're not handling their emotions in a very responsible way. Yeah, they don't understand what's happening. And yeah. And they're behaving in a way that um, is reflective of that they don't understand. So I think that's key. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I, I think in, there's probably more to it than that, but I think like the core of emotional maturity is like, how do you behave in the presence of strong emotions? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like, and, you, and, and, um, I, I think part of the necessary context for that might be somebody else, right? I exactly. Mean, your, yeah. it could be your own emotions, right. but, but generally when other people you care about have big emotions, you're going to have a big emotion in response. Yeah, it's harder to be so more emotionally mature. Yeah. I don't know that it ever is the case where like someone else is having, a huge difficult emotion and you're not feeling anything. I mean, I guess that happens every once in a while, but the point is like, it, it's often, it's hard to manage other people's difficult emotions because they trigger big emotions in mm-hmm. you that mm-hmm. are difficult. Yeah. Right? But if you're, if you're aware enough of those things, what's happening, there's where that maturity comes in where yeah. you understand big emotions have these tendencies and I need to be aware of that and, 
I think that's a part of emotional maturity. Right. Yeah. So if you think about kids like developing, just like you would develop intellectual maturity, social maturity, like take social maturity, right? Mm-hmm. You, kids say like hilariously cringeworthy things because they don't have like a sense of sort of propriety and social <laughs> norms and right. They, they're going to say, they might say something kind of uh, uncouth or sort of like uncomfortable and, but if it's a kid, everyone kind of like, you know, giggles a little bit and says, oh gosh, you know, they blush a little bit. They're, and, they're little drunk people. Yeah. yeah. Right. But if like Uncle Harry says it, then it's like, well, you should know better, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You are an adult. Like you should, you know, the kind of social conventions. You So emotional maturity is interesting, I think, because I think in a lot of aspects, when you think a lot of different types of maturity, like again, kind of intellectual or academic maturity, we all like, most of us go to school, we kind of are forced to sort of learn the basics. Um, most of us have, you know, the, these sort of like, um, we kind of end up learning the basics of social kind of norms and, and, um, and maturity. But when it comes to emotional maturity, there's very little instruction or feedback, it seems like. Yeah. And yeah. so it's, it's my perception that a lot of people who are good people, they're smart people, they're, they may even be very socially aware people, are kind of immature emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like that aspect of their um, personality or, or, or identity didn't develop at the same rate as these other things right. in their life. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like in your experience? What does like emotional immaturity in adults look like? Like what are some examples of that? I think it's, I think it's maybe people developing really bad uh, behavioral habits around their emotions. Um, so when I get angry, I yell, you know, and if mm-hmm. you learn to do that or you saw it done or you just started practicing it or develop that habit, there's a behavior probably that doesn't exhibit your, your understanding of how anger works, um, and, and how that might in, impact other people around you and what it's doing for you and maybe, uh, what you're, what you're doing in it, in its expression. Right. So if you're, um, a, a Typically, a kid, like it's normal for kids to throw temper tantrums when they get angry, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But eventually, they, a lot of people kind of learn that mm, not only is that not okay and it leads to some, you know, problematic side effects, but there are better ways to handle anger, right? Like, right. hopefully, a parent sort of models something along the lines of, you know, it's okay to feel angry, but even though you feel really angry and you want to throw that thing, Maybe you just need to take a few minutes and go cool off. Or, you know, maybe you can say, mom and dad, like, I need some help. You know, um, my little sister's being a brat and I want to throw this rock at her head. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, the the Um, idea that there are lots of behavioral options there. Exactly. And you can choose the one that will be more functional for you in this context. And I think that's maybe a sign of emotional maturity, too, is being able to select a behavior rather than feeling compelled to do it by your emotional experience. When I think of emotionally immature people, I think of people who have, you know, like uh, contractors wear those big leather tool belts with have like lots of pouches and all sorts of different hooks and rings and you can fit all sorts of tools and nails and a hammer and a drill, you know, all sorts of stuff, right? Emotionally immature people are like, they're wearing this huge belt and they've got one thing, they've got like a nail in there. That's like the only thing they have, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So when they get angry, they blow up. Mm-hmm. This is like the only response they have mm-hmm. to getting it. They've got one tool. Right. And it's usually not a very good tool, right? But yeah. but they don't just don't. Part of the a big part of the problem is they don't have other options. They haven't cultivated other options, right? Right. Or and practice so them, or of yeah. course they're going to keep end up doing this thing that 
all of us think is really emotionally immature, right? But it's it's not that they're necessarily trying to be, you know, bad or mean or something like that. They just, they lack the skills, right, to do anything differently. Right. Yeah. Or 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 there's a thought there that they can't not have their way, you know, and um, they're driven, you know, at mm-hmm. all costs. But regardless, there's some misunderstanding about um, how they're choosing to express their emotion that's probably more destructive in a relationship than constructive. Right, right. And, and immature, yeah. Another one, too, is um, avoidance, I think. Where And you see this a lot where when, when people get upset, their their tool is just to kind of like pretend like it's not happening or just go like, run away basically do something else mm-hmm. right so my spouse is feeling upset and like mm, i don't know what that's about like ugh, i'm you know I'm, I'm gonna go play golf for six hours <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Um, or, which is a behavioral choice that doesn't exactly exhibit your your nuanced understanding of what might be conducive in that situation to your relationship right it's yeah. like when i was a kid i remember one time i had just gotten this brand new like bow and arrow like a real bow and arrow and I, I don't know what was going through my mind. I remember putting the arrow in, pulling it back, aiming it at my parents' car, and shooting it through the window. Yeah, yeah. Just shot it through the window. And, and what I did, so, okay, not good choice. <laughs> but what I did afterwards was I, I was like, uh-oh. And I just, like, I remember, like, putting my bow and arrow away somewhere and, like, going off and playing. Like, everything's fine. Don't look over here. (laughs) I'm sure they had no idea who it was. Uh, No, yeah. (laughs) Um, But that, obviously, like, that's a pretty immature way of handling a mistake, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Or even a difficult feeling, like feeling, like, uh, afraid or ashamed. Or or the hope that your shame would go away if you just didn't do anything. Exactly. Right? Because it kind of does. If you distract yourself, like temporarily, right, right. you can kind of like forget that that just happened. Right. Right? Problem but, doesn't go Yeah, anyway. obviously the problem doesn't go away. <laughs> right? And in some ways it often makes it worse. Right? Yeah. You know, um, an, another good example of this, I think, is um, or a behavior that displays kind of a lack of that maturity is making other people responsible for your feelings. Um, or or allowing other people to make you feel responsible for their emotional experiences. What's an example of that? Um, you know, when you, um, you know, Nick, when you and I go to conferences and you talk to other psychologists there, you make me feel not important enough. Mm. And so you need to stop <laughs> talking to other psychologists because it makes me feel insecure. Finally, for years we've been dancing around this <laughs> issue, Todd, and it's finally out now. <laughs> But here's, yeah. here's an example where maybe the way I feel, um, what it, what I do with, because I don't understand emotions in that case, is I say, well, then Nick's in charge of this and responsible mm. for this feeling, and I'm going to put him in charge of managing it for me yeah. by his behavior. And uh, that that's not exactly a, a mature way to handle your emotional So this experience. is why you're always giving me the silent treatment at, this is why at conferences? I cry at every concert <laughs> or every <laughs> conference. Sorry, no. Um, yeah, no, but I think we should point out, this is important to remember, like when we talk about emotional maturity and dealing with things in an emotionally mature way, mm-hmm. it, it's a lot of times this stuff, this stuff is hard. It's not easy in part because we don't get any like actual instruction on this. We really most don't. of us yeah. when we're young, yeah. right? Um, so we kind of piece it together as well as we can. Our parents or whoever, our caregivers try and probably help us 
piece it together. But like, I mean, imagine if you had to like, uh, I don't know, like do, you know, solve math problems if you had never had a math class before, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? You, like what? <laughs> what or or, or t- picked up a little math by watching other people around you. Exactly. You know, do their, you know, like, oh, okay. So I want to validate, like this stuff is hard, yeah. right? And, and the idea that like in that situation to say that, well, like Nick made me feel bad. That there's something intuitive about that. Like in, on an intuitive level, it kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, he should have had the self-awareness to know that like I wanted to be included in more things and like mm-hmm. I, you know, like my hand held sometimes and, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think it's important that for, on a technical level, it's you get into dangerous waters when you start outsourcing responsibility for how you feel to other people. Right, and, and, and if I'm emotionally mature about that, I can say, wow, I feel insecure when Nick does this. Oh, that's because you know, I, I, I'm afraid he might not find me interesting anymore mm-hmm. or whatever, and oh, what do I do about that fear? You know? And right. oh, that's just kind of mine you yeah. know, to have. Nick's not doing anything wrong. I'll just kind of have this and carry it around for a little bit. It'll be gone yeah. by a couple hours. Or, or I don't know how to bring this up. It feels really awkward or uncomfortable yeah. to actually mm-hmm. bring this up. So I'm going to do the like silent treatment and just kind of give him the look every once in a while. And hopefully he'll understand magically what I'm feeling and what I want him to do. Yeah. Right. So that, that I think that that is a great example of how people um, kind of piecemeal together some t- sort of philosophy of working around their emotions. And it's a lot of passive aggressive we, you know, I, I, I counsel a lot of couples sometimes and I'm amazed that they, they have these odd layered conversations that have nothing to do about the problem that they're, they really mm-hmm. want to talk about. You know, there's, there's these really strange subtleties to not being explicit with what you want, right? you know, and just saying, here's what I, I'm looking for from you and here's what I'd like to see. And can we negotiate around that? Instead, it's this weird kind of. Um, discussion about who's right and who's wrong about what time this was mm-hmm. said and what word was used and it's like these things are so off the subject yeah. almost that yeah and and to be fair the only the only reason we can somewhat confidently say like this is super weird and like obviously unhelpful mm-hmm. that they're Very responding true. to their emotions like this is because both of us spent like the better part of a decade like studying emotions yeah. and how they work yeah. and we spend all day every day hearing people's stories about emotions and how they their reactions to them don't work very well so like we are privy to this stuff that it's not actually rocket science but if you've never actually been exposed to it in a formal way it's it makes complete sense that you would not have like the sharpest theory about how best to deal with difficult emotions yeah and as my friends will attest i'm sure i'm I'm not (laughs) perfect at this in my own personal life but (laughs) having some understanding does help from time to time yeah. navigate these a little bit better. And I think that's a key like um, sort of um, broader part of emotional maturity is just the willingness to think about your emotions and your behaviors and how they work together. And even if you don't have the answer to like think about it a little bit and be a little curious and say like, all right, I keep doing this. Obviously this is not working for me in my relationship. Um, I wonder if there's a better way to do this. Like who, could I Google this? Like, can I talk to somebody about this? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I can approach my partner and say like, I don't know what's going on. We both seem really unhappy about this. Is there some way we can unpack this a little bit and figure out what's going on? Right. So I think that that ability to be, I mean, it, it's really, it's metacognition to think about your own thinking in your own internal life. Yeah. In a way that's not, in a way that's kind of open and curious, not, judgmental 
Yeah, I like to, you know, kind of tell people, you know, imagine you find yourself a creature on a, on a planet and you want to find out how you work, you know, in that body, right? <laughs> You're, which is what we've all done. <laughs> we've all okay. found ourselves alive on this planet right. with a physical body. This physical body has kind of, uh, it comes with emotions and, and thoughts and, and a way to navigate around the world. But yeah. we have to figure out how does this mm. all work? And when I feel afraid, what does that mean? And if we start creating uh, odd rules around that, you know, but the idea is like, how do I really find out what all these signals mean? Yeah. You know, I feel afraid here. Why? What is that? What's under that? What's, what's, what do I need to be afraid of here? Um, but if we're not really paying attention to those things, I think yeah. we're missing. And, and, but it's easy because we're not taught this in a class. We're yeah, it's taught. almost like you, you get an instruction manual for this body that includes things like nutrition and physical health and, and school stuff and some social norms and like, but the emotional stuff is missing. Someone ripped that yeah. out. Nobody and tells you, just you how, to, don't have that. how to sit behind your eyeballs and actually walk <laughs> around through the, the planet. Right. But yeah, figuring out like, oh, I feel this way. And, and, and why do I feel, is it okay that I feel that way? And, and how do I want to manage that? Well, big, big clue there. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's okay that you feel yeah. that way. But the idea is like, oh, how do I accept that I have these emotions and, and um, understand them in a way that's functional for me? I, and I think my last point on this is, while it's obviously super important for all of us to continue to work on our emotional maturity and understand our own emotions in mm -hmm. certain situations and relationships, I also think thinking about the idea of emotional maturity is really important when you're assessing other people. When you're getting ready to get into any kind of significant relationship, whether it's a, I mean, it could be like a, a marriage or some kind of romantic partnership, but it could be like, are you gonna go into business with someone? Are you mm -hmm. gonna hire someone, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Anytime you're committing to a serious relationship, it's really worth having a specific lens you look through that, that kind of highlights emotional maturity or immaturity. Because mm -hmm. no matter how like brilliant they are or how good looking they are or how charming they are, if they are emotionally immature, they are going to be a pain in the ass to work with. Yeah. Whether that's in business or in a marriage or, or whatever it is. And you want to again, because we're not taught much about this, we tend to not look for this right. in people. We look at all the other stuff often, but we often kind of gloss over things like bits of emotional immaturity. Yeah, how do they and handle disappointments? How do they handle the conflict? Know, these kind of conflict like, and how do, do they criticism. communicate well? And um, yeah, and, and good advice. You got, advice. you got to look at that stuff. You got to really... Well, you don't have to. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> sure, of course. I, it behooves you <laughs> tremendously to really develop kind of a, a spidey sense for that and looking for in any kind of meaningful relationship before you kind of jump in. Are, is this going to work on kind of an, it, it, is this person capable of coexisting emotionally in a way that works for me? Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.